Welcome to the Rock Your World Naturally podcast, the place where women from around the world come to discover God's plan for health in body, soul, and spirit. I'm your host, Rakesia McMillan, award-winning author, Air Force veteran, and health evangelist. I'm passionate about sharing biblical truth, scientific research, and practical lifestyle approaches to help heal your world naturally. You're listening to podcast episode 32, my exclusive interview with Jeffrey Antonucci, author of the magical realism novel, Deep Within a Blueberry Sky. In this exclusive interview, I had the opportunity to host Jeffrey Antonucci, author of the magical realism novel, Deep Within a Blueberry Sky. For many years, Jeff followed in the footsteps of his father, uncle, and grandfather, all master trademen by working in construction as a bricklayer. It wasn't until the idea for his first novel came to Jeff, as he tells it, like a slideshow before his eyes, that he ever even thought of writing a story. Jeff shares that he wrote deep within a blueberry sky with a desire for spreading the importance of love and peace for all people and all things. Through this process, Jeff also started an initiative to spread love and peace through a three-finger hand sign, which he named Love and Peace, a Sign of Our Times. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to our show the author of the magical realism novel, Deep Within a Blueberry Sky, Mr. Jeffrey Antonucci. Rikishi, it's wonderful to be on your show. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's wonderful to have you, Jeffrey, and I am looking forward to uh, our show today and what we have in store for our, our listeners out there. Thank you. So, here. So, Jeffrey, usually before I start the show, I open up with an icebreaker question. So if you could let our listeners know, what are you doing in your world right now that is simply rocking your world? naturally okay beautiful question so uh, i guess you could say right now everyone's world is being rocked by (laughs) something that's really impacted all of us correct yes right yes and uh so i guess the way to answer that would be it's it's a different answer than Something that I would have come back with uh, maybe just a little over two months ago, or maybe not even two months ago, right, when our world was different. But uh, it's interesting because what I would say in these times and all is that it is still, for me, a way to convey the spreading of love and peace to all people and all things, especially now at times like this. Oh, that was such an amazing response, Jeffrey. And truly, COVID-19, the coronavirus has impacted us all, I think, in ways that we never anticipated. And as you shared, that now more than ever before is the time to share that message of peace because there are so many people that are um, anxious. You know, we have uncertainty that is ahead of us. And so if we could just 
grasp a hold of or just really impart um, those nuggets of peace, uh, it makes all the difference in someone else's life. Yes, thank you. I feel the same way, Rikishi. I feel the same way. So with you being someone who has dedicated their life, Jeffrey, to sharing the message of love, sharing the message of peace, can you talk a little bit about how you actually began this journey? Be very much happy to. Thank you for asking. So, yes, it's actually, now that I think about it, we're in May, right? So turn the clock back four years ago, May. So May of 2016, Rikisha, I was in a position uh, that's referred to as a facilities manager. So I was overseeing the uh, facility for a particular owner here. It was a huge building, and I was overseeing the workings of that facility as a facilities manager. And uh, here I get the word that my position is going away. The building is going to be sold, and the new owners are bringing in their person to replace me. So hearing that, I'm saying, okay, you know, you got to fly on faith where one door closes, another door is going to open, right? Mm-hmm. However, I have to say, in all honesty, too, there was a part of me that was concerned. You know, I'm, I was 57, 50, 57, 58 at the time. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm not, I wasn't up on the latest technologies and all. So I had some concern about where my next job was going to be coming from. But yet again, trying to keep the faith here. Anyway, one afternoon after getting this this word that I'm going to be losing that job, I'm driving home from work and I come alongside a pickup truck uh, on on the highway and I happen to read what was written on the back window of that pickup truck. And what what it read was, when you're down to nothing, God is up to something. Okay. So I took that as a sign that, okay, maybe there's another job coming or whatever that maybe God will help me obtain. Well, interestingly enough, it was about a week after reading those words on the back window of that pickup truck. I'm at work. I'm just doing my thing there. I have maybe two, three weeks left to finish up there. And all of a sudden, Rikishia, literally out of the blue, a slideshow, the way I describe it, is a slideshow came before my eyes. And it was a story. It was images of a story. And it was just like a split second. But in that split second, what I saw and what I felt by seeing that slideshow, my thought was, my goodness, that's a beautiful story, and I'm going to write it. Just like that. Mm. Well, I finished up with the job. I started then in July. This all happened in May of 2016. In July, I sat down and I started writing the manuscript for that story. 
I will tell you, in nine months' time, I wrote the end to that story based on those slides that I saw and that I felt. It was ended up being a 100,000-word manuscript for what was going to become a novel, a published novel, titled Deep Within a Blueberry Sky. So my life turned, you know, in a completely different direction four years ago. I had no background in writing. I had no knowledge of writing. And yet I ended up writing and publishing the novel Deep Within a Blueberry Sky. But how that comes all around to your question, though, is I have to tell you that when I was writing that story, I was living living in that world, that beautiful world of that story. It's a story based on the power of love and all the good that comes to whoever and whatever it touches. And I was living in that world as I was writing it. Halfway through writing that manuscript, I happened to just push myself back from my desk one day and I created, right then and there, don't ask me why or how or whatever, that three-finger hand sign that represents love and peace. So it's the, I created the, I made the L with my right hand, the fingers on my right hand, the thumb and the index finger to represent L for love. And then I held up the two fingers for peace. And I combined them. And it was right then and there where I created that three-finger hand sign representing love and peace for all people and all things. And I titled it Love and Peace, A Sign for Our Times. And now, fast forward four years, here we are in the throes of this global pandemic. And what better message to put out there to spread love and peace to all people and all things, a sign for our times. Mm. That is a phenomenal personal life experience, Jeffrey. And even just as you were talking about the catalyst that started this journey took place when your previous employer gave you the message that, you know, we're having new leadership come in, mm-hmm. you're being replaced. And so many times that when we come up against those times in our life where it may be uncertain or um, kind of just unsure of what the next step is, it's just kind of like when that one door closes, as you shared, there's a world of opportunity that awaits. And it's kind of like a puzzle. You get one piece of the puzzle, like you saw the sign on the side of the truck, you yeah. know, the God is up to something. And then after that, you have this wonderful um, vision of a story. And then from there, you say, I'm going to write this story. And from there, you write the book in nine months. And after that nine months, you know, it's part of your journey. So yes. part of your journey. And I remember talking to one individual who went through a job loss. And she said, you know, 
what I thought was going to be the worst time of my life has actually turned out to be more incredible than I thought that it could be because Mm -hmm. it should be a time of reinvention where you said, Jeffrey, like you were not a writer. You had never written any books before. Right. This was something that was totally off your radar, nowhere on your scope, but you just followed that, that inner voice, that inner intuition to travel down that path to actually writing that novel. That's that is exactly correct. That is exactly correct, Rakesha. You you have it you have it down exactly how it occurred. And you know, look at again our world today, how I think so many people have this uncertainty. You know, we don't know what the future brings. You said it perfectly before when you referred to it as a piece of a puzzle that we're only getting one little piece at a time. And, you know, we we have so many questions that come with something like that. Is this the right piece? Or what if I put this piece in here? Where is it going to be leading me? And there is so much of that today. I think that's this, this pandemic has caused many people to feel that way, like questioning the future and what will the future be and what, what will, how will I be able to adapt? And it's, it's almost, and it's, it's hard to imagine, but it's almost like you got to almost let go and mm-hmm. let those pieces as they come fall into place. Yeah, absolutely. And I like the fact that you said that it's about letting go because mm-hmm. sometimes letting go does involve risk. And I yeah. think that's what faith is all about, that you just take a leap of Sometimes you don't know where you're going, but you are confident that when you land, that it's going to be in a good space. And so, again, it's taking that leap of faith. It's taking that risk uh, because, again, that's what the faith faith walk, faith journey is all about. So very true, Rakesha. You couldn't have said it more beautifully. So with you being a writer, Jeffrey, how has this changed your life in a sense? What are some of the things that have been most um, transformative for you as you have written this novel and um, you're sharing the message of love and peace? Um, What is it about this this journey in writing this novel that has been most life-changing to you? Yes, so complete different perspective. It's given me a completely different perspective on how you really live your life from like a pursuing of a career or a job and things like that. You know, uh, I was, you know, if you want to say nine to five, but it was really more like 7.30 to 430 like that, <laughs> but it was, you know, here, here we are. And then in a position as a facilities manager, you're pretty much on call 24 yeah. seven, you know, you don't know what could occur. You get different alarms that come in the middle of the night that you have to then go and report to the building and make sure things are okay and things like that. So your whole life is geared toward getting up that next morning 
getting on the highway. Oh, is there going to be traffic? And what are you going to find when you get to work? And you're doing different things. And uh, a lot of times you think you have a plan for what you're going to do there the next day. You're going to take on this and start that and finish that. And then something comes along and it throw, you know, totally throws off what you, you thought your plan was going to be. So I guess what I'm saying there, Rikisha, is that, you know, we gear ourselves to what we're doing tomorrow and next week. And it's between these hours and I better take advantage of this and I better take advantage of that. In the world of writing, again, as you say, nothing I had any experience with. What I found was your day doesn't start and end at a certain time on the clock. Mm. If it's something you're writing, you don't really know when that inspiration is going to come or how long it's going to last. You literally sometimes wake up in the middle of the night of the night with this idea of what now you should be writing next. So you have to get up and literally come to your desktop and sit and start to write it because by the next morning you're you're not going to remember it. And you know, so it's it's not a matter of a nine to five. It's just a day and a time and you're just in that realm and you're in that evolution and it, you're taking it as it comes. So, you know, it's almost like getting in a vehicle and starting it and putting it in drive and putting your, you know, you're, you're used to putting your pedal to the metal and taking off. This is a totally different approach to how we typically take on whatever tasks we have to take on. And, it's, and here again, it's almost like a letting go. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to say, I still struggle with that. Four years later, <laughs> I still struggle with that because there are days where you say, well, gee, what did I accomplish today? Yeah. It's not like, hey, I put in my eight hours and, oh, good, now I can go home and turn it off and, you know, for the most part. And no, it's, it's, it's a constant thing. So it's constantly on, but yet doesn't mean you're doing anything or it doesn't seem like you're doing anything, but yet you are. Does that right. make any sense? It does. I think that's such an interesting point that you bring up because I think that, you know, within our culture, within our society, that. We are so um, driven by the nine to five that that is, in a sense, quote unquote, what we consider to be normal. There you go. But when you, yeah, but when you really operate outside of that nine to five um, system, there's more um, flexibility, there's more fluidness, there's more ability to create. Um, I think that there's even a greater sense of joy and purpose because you're really pursuing what it is that you desire. But it is, again, just being in that space where you can kind of create and just flow versus being uh, constrained by time and tasks and all of the different things. And not saying that you don't have that 
as a writer, but I think it is more fluid and more flexible to where you can, again, find that creative space uh, in, the, in the area of writing. Without a doubt, without a doubt, uh, you really have to be in a place where there's, you know, very little static, you know, if any, for that matter. <laughs> and it's, it's in those types of places or realms that that's where really the creative uh, uh, juices can flow. But it's just exactly, Rakisha, how you said it earlier, how you listen to that inner voice. Mm-hmm. What I what I referred to it as as I was writing the story, soft, eloquent whispers. Mm-hmm. Okay? So to be able to hear, if you want to use the word hear in quotes, like if you want to hear those whispers or maybe more so feel them, then it has to be a quiet place, right? And I mean when I say quiet, I mean not only noise wise, but also other things coming in to your mind and all that will distract you. Mm -hmm. I think that's so true. And as you were talking about the, the whispering voice, one of the things that really captured uh, my attention with you, Jeffrey, is just the cover of your book and the title deep within a blueberry sky. And when you look at the cover, it's like you're just drawn into that space where you want to hear those quiet whispers in a sense, like it just pulls you in. It's just so um, captivating, again, with the title and then the visual that you have um, on the cover of your book. And so um, can you share a little bit about those soft whispers what are some of the things that you heard or you penned um, in your novel to kind of give our listeners an idea of, of what your book deep within a blueberry sky is all about i'd love to thank you and i really appreciate you talking as you did about what you gained or gleaned from the cover because you know that is something that was so important as a, as writing the story what a person would gain from just you know the first thing they're going to see is the cover and it's very important that that just what you said how you felt it drew you in mm-hmm. that I couldn't ask for a better compliment or observation on your part because that really uh, you know, qualifies everything that I've done to get hopefully that would be the reaction So I really appreciate that, Rakesha. It's important, uh, and it means a lot that you felt and feel that way, and I appreciate that very much. So, yes, so, again, I have to say that slideshow, it's hard hard to imagine, but in that split-second slideshow, the images I saw, and more importantly even, the feelings I received from them. I had that story. It was, it just was so prominent in my mind. And the characters, again, in that split second, I was introduced to the characters in this story and I knew these characters inside and out. I knew how, what they needed to convey in this story, how they would act and react to different things. 
So when I was writing now this story, I gauged by what it was I was writing based on how I was feeling reading what I was writing. Hmm. Meaning, if I was writing something that wasn't giving me that feeling, then I knew what I was writing wasn't correct. Mm -hmm. I wasn't writing it right, if you know how. So as I was, I would feel, I said, nope, this isn't right. This isn't right. And I would just stop. It took me a while to figure that out. But I, I learned that when it wasn't right, again, it was a feeling, and I, that's where I say soft, eloquent whispers. It was like, no, Jeff, nope, nope. And I knew it, and I knew it wasn't right. And then I would just stop. And like I say, it took me a while to learn that exercise, but I would just stop. I would just let go because the more I tried to, if I forced myself to try and come up with the right words, they were never coming. Yeah. It was when I let go, and as I said before, like try to get to that quiet knowing that they would come, and that's where I say then the soft, eloquent whisper would come, and then I knew it would be like sometimes just one word or just an image of something. Even if I was like even watching TV or hear somebody say something, boom, that then would click, and then that would open up what it is what it was I should say that I would be writing next I, I really like how you say that because I truly believe I'm thinking about the truck that you saw with yeah. the message on the side and then there's you know the images that you saw and it just makes me even that more um, aware and conscious of how I believe that God is always speaking in so many different ways. Like I've heard people say that I feel like sometimes when I listen to the radio, I feel like I'm getting the message. It might be a little blurb that's just for me at that time, or whether it's a sign on the side of a truck, or whether it's you know an image that I see. I feel like uh, the voice is always speaking and it's just kind of whether it's reassuring us or kind of giving that gentle nudge or that reminder, okay, you're on the right track, you're on the right track, or uh, you might not be going down the right path now, but it's kind of like veering you back to that place to where you need to be. But it's just being aware of those. I think someone wrote a book called like God Winks. Where God has those little winks and he's like winking at you to kind of get your attention. Like, this is me. This is what you're supposed to (laughs) be doing. Yes. Yes. And so true. And please, you know, for your for your listeners, because I'll I'll put it to you this way, Rakesha, just like exactly what you're saying. So let's say there are people out there who say, gee. I wish I could get those winks. I wish I wish I would get those whispers. I I I say if if it could happen to me as it did, like it did. And I was 
able to not only get the, see that story and feel this and actually write it and actually get it published, if I could do that, mm. anyone could do that. Yeah. And it's just a matter of doing just what you said. When I think we all, doesn't matter who we are or what we are or you know what we think we are or what we think we're not. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I think we all get those little winks and those all those little whispers, and it's it's a matter then of saying, okay, now what am I going to do with this? Because it's not the whole. It's just one little piece, and if it's happening for the first time, you don't even know there's a puzzle that that's a piece too. Yes, sense, and and then it and then just like you say too, it then builds from there. But you have to be receptive and accepting of it, and do what that whisper or wink is guiding you to do. Absolutely. And, and, and then you'll have other. I can give you two other examples of messages or signs, if you want to call it that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, as I say, it was a it was in May where I saw the slideshow. A week after reading those words on that pickup truck. So let's say the first sign was reading those words on the pickup truck, and then the second sign, which was like as plain as day, I couldn't I didn't miss it. I couldn't have missed it for anything. Was the slideshow. And that all occurred in May. But it wasn't until July that I started to write the story. I finished up the job. I cleared some things off my plate. And now I'm going to sit and write. And Rikisha, I tell you the God's honest truth. That idea and that and those feelings for that story were emblazoned in my mind. I didn't have to write anything down so I wouldn't forget. When I sat to write, May, June, July, two months later, it was just as fresh as the day I saw those slides, okay? Mm-hmm. So now I sit to start to write. It was literally a Monday morning, okay? Because I'm working on the nine to five kind of thing, <laughs> right? I never did this before, so I figured, okay, a Monday morning is a good time to start to write. It's like I'm going to work. Sure. Well, that week when I started, again, into this endeavor I've never even thought I would be pursuing. Yeah. I drive past a church here in our town. It's on the main street in our town. It's a church there. And they have, like many churches do, a sign out front. (laughs) And I drive by that sign the week I started to write the story. Mm. And the sign read, he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it in you. Mm. Okay. So I took that as a sign because, again, you know, I'm into I'm into the unknown at this point. Okay. well, like I say now, nine months later, when I wrote the end to that manuscript was over a 100,000 word manuscript. Nine months later, right, I drive by that same sign 
And as I told you, the story is, you know, about the power of love. Well, I drove by that sign that week when I finished the story, and the sign read, Love's Redeeming Work is Done. Mm, Jeffrey, how powerful is that? <laughs> I, I actually stopped both times and took pictures of those uh, those signs, and you know they're you can see those on my website and stuff like that. <laughs> how powerful is that? So for our listeners, when you are passing by a church sign, look at it. Because yeah. God may be speaking a message to you. And I know that I've had that happen on occasion to me too, Jeff. So for she, those of you that are passing those church signs or just, just be aware so we can have our eyes open to not miss those moments. And the fact that you took a picture of the initial sign and the one at the end. Wow. <laughs> yep, exactly right. Exactly right. And it's true. It could be a, a song that comes on the radio. Right? Yes. Listening. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I encourage everyone to just be open and you'll never know when or, you know, and then, you know, I think, I think the when is a question, but then the why becomes known after. Mm-hmm. Not, you're not going to know the why necessarily right away, but the why will be realized after if you continue to pursue, you know, whatever that wink or whisper was supposed to mean. Oh, that's so, so good. And you're you're so right about that, Jeff, that sometimes we don't get the full total picture of the purpose of what this is all about. But when it's all said and done. It's like, wow, now I get it. Now I understand why you know, I'm on this particular journey. Yes. And so it becomes so clear. Yes. And so, so Jeff, for those who are, are listening and you've shared so much about your experience and how you um, were led to begin the journey of writing the novel Deep Within a Blueberry Sky, for those that are listening, where can they actually find your book as well as find you? Well, gee, thank you, Rakesha, for asking. I really appreciate that. So the best place for folks to gain those insights that you talked about would be to go right to my website, which is inspiredworks.net inspiredworks.net and from there the website will be able to give them the insights behind deep within a blueberry sky and also love and peace a sign for our times and there they will be able to be guided to where they could purchase the hard cover version of Deep Within a Blueberry Sky. And also from there, they could be directed to where they could obtain the e-version. So it's available on the Kindle and uh, through Amazon and also uh, the Nook through Barnes & Noble. And all those links are there. And uh, maybe I should mention, right now, 
Rikisha, just as far as last Tuesday, I believe it was, what I did was the I reduced the price of the hard copy version. So typically the retail price of the uh, hardcover is $27. I reduced the price because of right now with everything with this COVID-19, mm-hmm. I reduced the price to $22 to help make it easier for folks to purchase the book. And what I'm saying is if you know someone who needs a little uplifting pick me up deep within a blueberry sky is a story that can do that. It's very inspiring. It's very motivating. And it's a story again, like I say, about the power of love that we can all use right now. Right. And then of the sale of $22, I'm donating $2 to um, no kids hungry charity Mm. to help help feed you know, hungry children because of right now they're not going to school and they're not getting yeah. the meals that they would typically get. So, uh, and there's that, that actually aligns with the story. Uh, the main character in the story does a lot of wonderful, she makes a lot of wonderful accomplishments in, accomplishments in her life. And one of them is actually creating a charity that feeds hungry children. So that aligns with the story as well. Oh, that's amazing. So again, for those of you that uh, are looking just to grow in the area of love, I highly encourage you to get a copy of uh, Jeffrey's book. And not only will you be supporting his work, but you'll also be supporting a very good cause to help to meet the needs of our, our children to ensure that they're not hungry. So Jeff, are there any parting words that you would like to share with our listeners on today? Well, you know, it's funny we're, we're interesting when you brought up the cover. So the cover, there's a lot there and then you keyed into a lot of the important aspects of it, but I'll just mention that so deep within a blueberry sky there's some meaning there and what it is is if you're seeing now that beautiful deep blueberry sky, it means that your storm has passed. Mm. You're through the storm. You made it through the storm. And maybe you'll see a rainbow and then you'll look and you'll see that beautiful blueberry sky. So I would just like to say to your listeners that there will be a blueberry sky that we'll all get to see after this pandemic. There, there is, we will get past and through this storm and uh, a blueberry sky awaits for each and every one of us. Oh, thank you so much, Jeff. That was beautifully said. And we are looking forward to that blueberry sky. It is truly been a pleasure hosting you on today and I wish you well and many blessings and many more novels and books ahead you know in your future Jeffrey. Rikishia thank you so very much and it's been an absolute pleasure being interviewed by you your beautiful loving bright light shining soul and it came right through the phone. Oh, thank you so much, Jeffrey. Thank you.
My pleasure. Thank you. Take care, Jeff. Yep, you too. Bye-bye. For health tips, faith-based education, and inspiration, visit www.rockyourworldnaturally.com and on Facebook at Facebook forward slash rockyourworldnaturally and Twitter at twitter.com forward slash rockyourworld28.